Let's pray. Gracious God, we know we need healing. We know we are broken. Bring healing to us in the midst of our brokenness and make us open as Jenny has urged us to be open to your love and your healing power in the many ways that it manifests itself within us. In your name we pray, amen. My sermon is entitled, Not Cured, But Healed. After Jesus publicly began his ministry, he visited his hometown, we read that account, where his reception was not great, shall we say. It certainly appears to be the case that people thought, well, you're of humble origins. Uh, Who are you to be doing these deeds and say these wise things? Get back into your place, Uh, like where we all are. (laughs) Who do you think you are? At any rate, this whole thing threw Jesus off his game to the extent that it says he could no longer do powerful deeds. Except, he did cure a few people who were sick. They kind of throw that in there. Did you catch that? No deed of power except he cured a few people. Sounds like curing people barely qualifies as a deed of power. (laughs) It's so commonplace for Jesus. Indeed, Jesus has done a lot of healing in the Gospel of Mark to this point. He healed Simon's mother-in-law, a woman with uncontrollable hemorrhaging, a man's withered hand, a paralytic, a leper, two demon-possessed men. He even brought a 12 year old girl who had just recently died back to life. And as we learn in our lesson today, Jesus even empowered his own disciples to cure the sick. And so, they did. So, healing is a major part of what Jesus does, right? But here's the elephant in the room. You already know what it is. Why doesn't Jesus heal me? or my loved one? Do all these miracles that he did long ago have anything to do with me today? And that ritual that we sometimes do here, the promise of healing with the anointing of oil. Now, I hope we've all had times where we've experienced healing. I think it's probably safe to say we have. But chances are there are also times, I think for every one of us, where you wondered if God was even listening your prayers. Let's take up this question um, head on. Hmm? First of all, it's really important to understand the significance of all the healing miracles that take place in Mark and throughout the New Testament. Curing an ailment or disease for Jesus is never the main point of these stories. When Jesus heals a leper, or raises to life a girl who has just died. 
those events are signs that point to something bigger. In this case, they point to who Jesus is, namely the Son of God, the Messiah. And they also point to what Jesus does. He saves broken and lost people. In Jesus, God is restoring us to a right relationship with God and each other. Second, curing a disease is more than just a sign. It is a part of the salvation that God proclaims to us. Salvation, in fact, includes our bodies, our minds, our emotions. But the healings in the New Testament are not primarily about ailments being cured. Again, the big picture, healing miracles are about restoring and reconciling relationships. Look at the people that Jesus healed. Yes, they were healed of awful physical diseases without a doubt. But in each story, that's only one facet of their healing and not the most important. The leper, for instance, was unclean, declared unclean by the community, and therefore abandoned by the community, including family and friends. So when Jesus healed him, a key part of that healing was having a local priest declare him clean again so that he could be officially welcomed back into his community and be loved again. Relationships are restored including the most important relationship of all, with God. Have you noticed that Jesus usually says to the person who has been healed, your faith has made you well? That means that the person has, on some level, trusted in Jesus. And that means a saving relationship has been formed between that person and God, a God who loves you and gives you life. Your faith has made you well. And before the paralyzed man uh, was healed in a story we covered earlier, healed of his paralysis, he was, he was forgiven, right? The most important healing a human being needs, healing of the spirit. Fine, we might say, but as a bonus, couldn't God throw in a cure for my bad back? <laughs> or my chronic anxiety? Couldn't God cure my dad's cancer? Yeah, there's no doubt. Often we feel like the psalmist who cried out to God, and Jesus himself later repeated these words, My God, my God, why have you forgotten about me and forsaken me? And in, in another place, an oft-repeated question, Why do you wait so long? That's almost half the Bible, stuff like that. Now, what often happens with any of us who are suffering from physical, emotional, or psychological brokenness is that we usually are focused on one thing, the thing we want healing for. And usually it's not a trivial thing at all. And we pray for healing. We even beg God, right? How many here have begged of God in your prayers? I have 
But it may or may not happen according to the timeline that you would prefer. God's timeline might be different than yours. And as we wait, there is good news in the fact that God waits with us and helps us carry that load, like footprints on the beach, right? That poem. But meanwhile, it's not just that God is with us in the midst of our struggling. God is still at work healing you. Things are happening. Stay open, as Jenny urged us. There are many areas of one's life where healing and reconciliation are needed that go way beyond one specific cure that you're looking for. So, healing and restoration can happen in different ways, even as you wait for that one thing. We get a little myopic about it and maybe too focused on it. God promises healing. God will deliver. God is delivering. God has delivered in the past. Have faith. Here's a great example of the distinction between the cure and a broader healing. Tony Campolo tells a story about being, Tony Campolo is a, a speaker, preacher, writer, uh, professor, emeritus at Eastern College in Pennsylvania. Tells a story about being in a church in Oregon where he was asked to pray for a man who had cancer. Now, the man in question here didn't seem like he wanted to be there, but his wife insisted, kind of dragged him up <laughs> to meet Dr. Campolo. Campolo prayed boldly for the man's healing. That next week, it was actually a few weeks later, he got a telephone call from the man's wife. And she said, remember me? You, you prayed for my husband. He, he had cancer. Had cancer, Campolo thought, expecting good news. He was healed. But then she said, he died. Campolo felt terrible. Well, so much for my prayer, he muttered to himself. But she continued, don't feel bad. When he came into that church that Sunday, he was filled with anger. He knew he was going to be dead in a short period of time, and he hated God. He was 58 years old, and he wanted to see his children and his grandchildren grow up. He was angry that this all-powerful God didn't take away his sickness and heal him. He would lie in bed and curse God. The more his anger grew towards God, the more miserable he was to everybody around him. It was an awful thing to be in his presence. But after you prayed for him, a peace came over him and a joy came into him. Tony, the last three days have been the best days of our lives. We've sung, we've laughed, we've read the Bible, we've prayed. Oh, they've been wonderful days. And I called to thank you for laying your hands on him and praying for healing. And then she said something incredibly profound. She said, he wasn't cured, but he was healed. There you have it. I've had the 
privilege of hearing Campolo tell that, that very story. What would it mean for you as you wait for healing of whatever physical, emotional, or psychological pain you have, and we all have it, to trust that God's promise for healing is true for you right now, but maybe in a way that you weren't looking for or expecting. Maybe God thinks more broadly than you. Maybe we're called to look for signs of healing and to be open to the unexpected. Don't just look in one place. And if we just can't see it, to know that our God is the kind of God, again, who suffers with us. And that's because of love. Since Valentine's Day is approaching, it certainly is appropriate to bring love, lastly, uh, into this conversation. The biggest healing force in the universe is love, and God is love. Restored or reconciled relationships are about love. A saving relationship is about love. Even when one's heart is broken and the grief is too much to bear, it is love alone that can save us. The following poem is a wonderful poem by Jan Richardson about this very topic. It's called Blessing for the Brokenhearted. Maybe the deepest way that we can be wounded or broken in this life. It begins with a brief quote from Henry David Thoreau. There is no remedy for love but to love more. And here is Richardson's poem. Let us agree for now that we will not say the breaking makes us stronger or that it is better to have this pain than to have done without this love. Let us promise we will not tell ourselves time will heal the wound when every day our waking opens it anew. Perhaps for now it can be enough to simply marvel at the mystery of how a heart so broken can go on beating as if it were made for precisely this as if it knows the only cure for love is more of it, as if it sees the heart's sole remedy for breaking is to love still, as if it trusts that its own persistent pulse is the rhythm of a blessing we cannot fathom but will save us nonetheless. Powerful poem. Maybe what it's saying is that only love can truly heal. Good news, my friends, because God is love. The Bible says perfect love drives out all fear, drives out other things too, and heals us. So let us ponder in our own lives how God's love can heal us in so many ways, from our relationships with others to God to our own sense of self and our own, perhaps, relationship with ourself. <coughs> and let us not dwell too much on what isn't healing or happening so that we can be open to that good work. I close with this prayer written by Johann Schutz in 1673. Please bow your heads with me. Sing praise to God who reigns above, the God of all creation, the God of power, the God of love, 
the God of our salvation. With healing balm my soul he fills, and every faithless murmur stills. To God all praise and glory. Amen.